Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to My Independence Report, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and uh, I'm broadcasting to you today live from Seattle, Washington. And I've got a great guest for the entire hour. Um, and actually, it probably is going to go longer than that, uh, because he's got a lot of great information uh, that I want to share with you today. His name is uh, Carl DeLue, and he is calling us from merry old England, I do believe. Uh, what part of England are you at? London. Oh, very nice. That's okay. it's, I haven't been there. That's uh, you're on my bucket list, by the way, of uh, yes. places that I need to get to. It's a it's a great great city. But I'm originally from Pretoria, South Africa, so from the heart of apartheid. But I've been in London and Dublin uh, for the last thirty years now. Oh, very nice, very nice. So let's talk a little bit about you. You are well. Let's. Uh, you're an author. And uh, you do you do work with uh, uh, well tell you tell my audience what do you do? Yeah, so uh, my background is I'm an accountant in the building industry, so um, it's it's not really a profession in the U.S. They are uh, it's called quantity surveyors. It's more the Commonwealth countries. So that's what I used to do. Um, over the last ten years, I've researched for three books: uh, the Dyslexia Code, the Housing Code. But this particular book, uh, I researched for seven years, and it's called The Universe Code. What's it like to research a book for seven years? <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, in 2007, I was, uh, I, I was a quantity surveyor, and then I went into property. I developed property, and I had property in uh, London, Warsaw, Poland, Bratislava, uh, Slovakia, and uh, South Africa. Went over to Dublin with my wife, then my then wife and three kids from London, and invested in the Celtic Tiger in Ireland. So at that stage, the banks were just giving out money left, right, and centre. And it was halfway through the building I was building, and the banks pulled the plug. It was August 2007. The subprime only really hit the world in 2008, but you know the American subprime mortgages and the banks didn't want to lend. So that one property pulled everything down. Because Dublin property, uh, Irish property prices went down between fifty and eighty percent. Yikes! Literally within a three-year period after subprime, so I lost that, and that pulled everything down. But that woke me up. I then started to research the mind, and um, I didn't set out to write three books, but then a series of events then got me to those three topics. Actually, dyslexia, because my daughter was diagnosed with dyslexia, I helped her, got me to dyslexia. I'm dyslexic myself. That went into nutrition because a lot of foods affect uh, um, dyslexic people and they're taking all the foods and they start getting better. Um, and But that that was like a year or two research. And the universe goes, I never knew it was going to take seven years. But when I was completed with my rough research, I had uh, a million words from books, from going to events, and um, then it took me six months 
not working eight, seven, 18 hours a day to remove two thirds of a million words. Um, and then I was left with a third of a million words and then I chucked it into 21 chapters. And then once it was in 21 chapters, I removed like a half, so a lot was duplicated. And then it's like, I see my 21 chapters, like 21 pieces of a puzzle. It, it then all made sense for me in any case. Cool. Well, and, and, uh, doing the type of research that you do, you, you, in a million words, you've got quite a lot to say about that topic and, uh, and, and all the topics that you've written about. Um, I want to talk, we're going to talk about two things today. Well, the first thing, the second thing we're going to talk about, we'll talk about at the end is you've got an event coming up that I want to promote. Uh, and it's called One Soul, and we'll talk about that near the end of our, our time together today. But I wanted to, to um, you've got three or four different topics that, that will take quite a little time to unravel and unfold. But I wanted to start with um, the difference, or, well, God, God and the Creator. D- d- describe what you mean by, by that and how that plays out for you. Okay, so... Yeah, this topic to me and, and you know, Kabbalah.com says that if you, you've intent is good, uh, is pure, then everything is okay. So what I'm discussing today is I'm not trying to upset anyone. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. Um, goal is world peace. And I've, and I've discovered uh, via my research that the only way we're going to get world peace is via the truth. So um, the maybe starting with the creator first, just have interest like when I sort of discovered what made most sense in my third of a, a, a million words that was left, most of it that was left was research from the spirit world, mostly two angel entities and people that communicate with Lipidians and the Akunians. Um, so th- that information just made a lot more sense. So people can query it. But, you know, if you take the Quran, the Quran was um, Angel Gabriel speaking to Prophet Muhammad. So that was an angelic entity. Um, and uh, billions of people now uh, follow that. So the, the two entities, Creon, uh, um, that communicates with nine people for the last 20, 30 years simultaneously around the world. But I use uh, the, the U.S. guy, uh, Lee Carroll, um, details, and then uh, Angel Margaret via a guy called Jerry Gavin. Um, so what Angel Margaret says about um, what is the creator, it's an analogy that she says, or the angel Margaret says that it's not far off the truth. And that is that we are the computers. The angels are the servers and the creator is the computers and the servers together. It's the mainframe computer. Um, so the string in string theory, you know that they've proven now that the smallest particle, far smaller than an atom, is is just strings. The scientists have hundred percent proven that. They just don't know if the string touches or if it's just a straight string. 
And in CERN, at CERN between Switzerland and France, where they the collider, where they got the God particle, that particle should really be called the greater particle. So at the College of Psychic Studies in London, I uh, was taught how to communicate to the spirit world by automatic writing. Now, most people ask to speak to angelic entities or, or whatever. And I was bold and I asked to um, speak to the creator. So I now do automatic writing. Um, and I asked the creator if the string, the string theory and the creator particle, the same brackets, God is one and the same thing. And it is. So the way I see it and from my research is that we all connected via strings and all people and, and the angels together is really the creator. So it's the, you get the big bang. And this is what people today and say, you get the fluffy matters after a while, the fluffy matter become the mineral kingdom. So earth, whatever. And then you get the plant uh, kingdom, then the animal kingdom and then humans. So if you believe in evolution, um we we are with the angels creation so that first fluffy matter is the intelligence that then expands expands and then later on it contracts again and then you have another bang but that's another topic and that's another chapter on its own oh very good so when we are talking about uh, these well let, first of all let me ask you um Automatic writing, how did you run into it exactly? How did you perfect it? How, what's the idea behind it? Okay, so I was involved at the uh, College of Science in London from about 2012. I just did independent uh, courses as time goes on. And um, then 2016, I actually moved to Abu Dhabi, UAE, uh, working on a big project there. And I then flew back to London for a Saturday event at uh, 2017. And it's by a lady called Sarah Talavaltas, College of Psychic Studies, on uh, automatic writing. Now, at that stage, I, I got myself, I let, let me put it this way, I increased my vibration quite heavily already through a lot of research, and I was going to India and all, all these kind of things. So I was already on a vibratory rejection higher than I would say the average and um, also I've been to a lot of events at College of Psychic Studies and it was just literally a one day event and started automatic writing and it came now when it came that first day on that Saturday it it took a little bit of practice, it took me about 2-3 months after that before it became completely smooth um, and I've my main website, which is not the One Souls, is actually where people can ask questions for free. Three questions for free. They can test the test the creator. It's a website called lightsurfers.me. But maybe that's for another topic. Um, one thing I just forgot on the creator. So, um, sorry, just before, yeah. So on the on the creator, what you said before, I forget. I tend to with my dyslexic mind forget things. So I just want to mention it while I remember, is that the if you believe in evolution, there can only be one creator for for everyone. 
And in my 21 chapters, I only research the five main religions because they make up 75% of humanity. It's not that I didn't want to research anyone else, but, you know, how long is a piece of string? So we have to have, if you believe in the fluffy matter, Big Bang, there can only be one creator. Correct. And that that goes, I see from my perspective, that goes without saying. You can't have, it's not like we have, you know, five or six or seven uh, different gods that are hanging around the uh, stratosphere or wherever they would hang out. Uh, it, it is all one system. Like when you said, we're the computers, angels are the uh, um, servers, and then the overlord or the god of everything or the universe, as it would, or the creator is above that. Um, and that, that just makes total sense to me in your research, in your automatic writing. Is that what they told you? Yes. So, um, all these years and my uh, previous two books, the Lexico hospital code, I used synchronicity. So I had 50 affirmations when I started. And it's amazing when you ask the universe, the creating universe, how things come to you. And my whole research for my universe code book, I, I couldn't communicate with the creator. And it was right at the end when I, after I chucked it into the 21 chapters, I then asked the creator what items to remove. I just literally went, should I remove? Yes, no. Do, 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 do. And um, so, but then what I did, which is in my universe code book, uh, which is only three dollar uh, fifty on Amazon. Um, I then ask certain questions to the creator, and I can't always remember. But in the book, but you know, I can sometimes sit down with uh, automatic right and just ask the question again. Um, but yes, there's there is only one creator. Now, the the name of the book that you that you wrote is the Universe Code. That's it. And you can pick it up on Amazon. And uh, uh, they want to go uh, look at your website and ask you questions. Um, what's, what, what's the name of that website again? Okay, so I've got one overarching website and then three below it. So the overarching one is light surfers, like light, greatest light, and then surfers, surfing the waves with the S at the end, dot me, dot me. And then underneath them, I've got one for my dyslexia, one for my health. And then the one that I've got advertised now is the onesouls.co, uh, which is the event we're going to be talking about. So lightsurface.me. And then on that, they can ask three questions absolutely for free and test test uh, the creator and myself. Awesome. Now, um, and we're going to talk, like I said, we're going to talk about this at the end, but one of your, one of your passions, one of the things that you really want to bring forward into the world is world peace. Um, that's, that's the driving motivation for you, isn't it? 100%. That's, um, when it comes to the universe code book, it's, is world peace. We've, uh, it's time now. The, uh, the stars are now aligning as from 21st of December last year. Um, it's the real time of Aquarius. It's only really starting now. Uh, if you take a lot of astronomers and certainly the Kabbalistic, which I put on the top of astronomy. Um, so, and 2021 is going to be an amazing year. And, you know, coronavirus is not coincidental. Um, and it's a reset button. 
and we now need world peace. But the only way we're going to achieve it is through the truth. The truth will set us free. According to Martin Luther King, and that's that is a a wonderful statement because it it will now. Um, in order, in, in my frame of reference, in order to achieve world peace, if we were all to understand that we are all one, that we come from the same place, the same Creator, and it's all the same system, then wouldn't that go a long way to helping us achieve world peace? Yes, um, and that's why the topic of one of my four topics that we can discuss later on in other podcasts is uh, reincarnation. Because once people can buy into the concept of reincarnation, then apartheid racism could disappear. Because if if you incarnated in a if you person from Seattle and the chance that you've incarnated as a red Indian before, is, uh, you know, once you understand that, it uh, for world peace it will be amazing. But I think the topic of that we're discussing today, the difference between creator and God, especially for Judaism and Christianity, is important. And obviously, I know Christianity uh, in the U.S. it's massive. It, well, it, it it is, but what my my understanding is that that Christianity is massive in the United States, but it's not the same religion if you talk to different people. And some people believe in a a Jesus philosophy. What would Jesus do? And all, other people believe in the traditional Bible. Other, you know, so it's not it's it's the same, but it's it's really different, and we're not. And so even they're fighting amongst themselves as to what is the correct theology and that kind of thing. You, you, your work tends to rise above theology and that sort of thing, doesn't it? Yes, I don't see myself as a historian. At the beginning of my research, I read the Old and New Testament very thoroughly, and I went into small topics. And then eventually I see myself sort of more having discovered what's been removed from the, from the Bible. Um, from the Old and New Testament rather than a historian. And I, I can be criticized because a lot of information comes from the spirit world and the Pideans and the Akurians. Um, but, um, you know, on your, on your point, they, so, some of my book I mentioned, they asked something like 90 or so theologians, uh, mostly I think Christians uh, theologians, um, is the God in the Old Testament the same God as in the Quran, and it was something like 95% no. Wow. And from my research, they correct. The, the, the God of the Old Testament is not Allah, is, is not the creator. So the, in, in Genesis, when Genesis starts off with the six days of creation, that is the creator. But then... Uh, if you go into Exodus, I don't know exactly where, when you go to Moses and, you know, Moses had this pillar of fire uh, uh, following a uh, pillar of clouds. It's, it's, it's um, in, in the Old New Testament is referred to about 30 times. One can just Google it, whether it's a chariot or a, or a star. Um, and 
yeah, we're coming into a very important topic. When I first researched it 10 years ago, I wasn't into, I don't watch any star movies or, you know, the Star Wars or anything. And uh, I must say, I didn't believe in UFOs. And now I'm a 100% believer because I understand all of it. So the, the God, from my research, of the Old Testament are the Pledeans. Uh, so the Pledeans are our seed fathers and mothers. They are about a million years more advanced than us, and they seeded us. So uh, I'm told by uh, Creon, uh, not just myself, uh, in, uh, in his communication by Lee Carroll, that the missing link is really that our DNA is not from Earth. Scientists are starting to discover, apparently, that if you look at the plant kingdom, animal kingdom, um, our DNA doesn't match. And it's going to be the same with dolphins and whales. Um, so already our chromosomes are not the same as a chimpanzee. So it was literally the Pledeans in fancy helicopters um, coming to Earth. Um, and I've got the full history in my book. Uh, um, I haven't got all the dates now, but I'll give you some. And to cut to the chase, in the Old Testament, Yahweh ruled the Pledeans and Earth uh, roughly 13,000 years before Christ. Jehovah was the God. So, so the Pledeans are people like us. They're just like slightly bigger, far more advanced spiritually, physically. They live much longer and um, technologically as well. And they have a God. They have a ruler. And that was Yahweh, Jehovah. And the current God that rules Pledeans and Earth um, is the um, is El, and that's the God of the Old Testament, most of the Old Testament, now, and of the and of the Israelites. When we talk about um, a God that is ruling Earth, well, first of all, let me ask you where. Because the universe is a big place, are the uh, uh, different entities that you're talking to that have physical form, are they and on other planets, and then they are able to come here through um, warp technology or however they get here? Because it's, it's a big place. It takes a while to get here. Um, or are they so far advanced that they can move through space and time without, um, without the constraints that we might have? No, they have the constraints, but they have different technologies. So they surf a certain quantum wave. It is described, I don't have a lot of that in my books, but if you go into the references, I quote all my references in my book, one can get that research. So they physically come, um, but they're technology that we're going to take, take many, many years to get to. And just for interest sake, they mainly stop coming to Earth not to everyone, but mostly about 8,000 years before Christ. And the reason being is when they came to earth, um, the local people on earth saw them as gods. Sure. And uh, we, one of the Kabbalistic, Kabbalah.com secrets is that we need to earn 
our own right. It's the only way we're going to do it. We need to space travel ourselves and learn how to do it. So that's why they mainly stop, but they still come. Uh, so the crop circles that you get at Glastonbury and places like that, um, that is signs, energy symbols, but they actually create it. So, you know, they came overnight the next morning, you've got this massive crop circles, uh, crop circle. Now, I was in the construction industry and to create a crop circle like that, if, if you had to build scaffolding and cut the grass or the wheat or the uh, wheat or whatever that was there, it will take you months. And, uh, you know, you'll have to have some kind of, I don't know how you're going to do it. They just do it with technology. And that is to give us hope. Um, just on the topic of UFOs, very quickly in my research, I saw U.S. fighter pilots talking about that they've seen UFOs. Yeah, they do. The Pentagon have now a few times, even recently as well, confirmed. And that's great that the information is now starting to come out. Um, then in the Bible, it's referenced many times. Different societies have referenced it. Uh, the Chinese, even 3,000 before Christ, talked about um, early writings about a, a man in the belly of a dragon. The Babylonians talked about it. The Egyptians talked about it. There's even a South African guy who wrote a book about it. Local South African and African tribes, exactly the same. Risk, they were talking about these things on the arms, wristwatches. Um, so, however, I think there's a lot of misinformation. And I think, and I haven't asked the creator, this is just what I'm thinking. What is the reason why governments, not only the U.S., wouldn't want this to be known up to now. And that is, if if you've got to say to your population that there's someone else in charge and they've got technology that is far more advanced than a F-35 fighter pilot, a fighter, that's not something you really want to say. So what would you do? What would I do? I would muddle the water. I will come with people saying there's these green men and all funny, funny kind of thing, which is you know, the, the true contactee, according to Bidians, um, is a guy called Billy Meyer. He's still alive. He's in his 80s. And he's got a video evidence, and it's in the 1970s. And um, it's the – and, yeah, he's a, he's a true contactee. So it's something that's now going to start coming out. And um, because I, I think – Governments haven't got a choice anymore because people like ourselves discussing it. Well, as our technology gets better and our video, it's, you can no longer hide something that appears because everybody's got a camera on them at all times. And so people, more people are going to, are going to find that and they're going to be, more videos are going to come out about things that used to not, you know, an eyewitness account is different than a video account. Yeah. But, you know, um, before I interview, I, I discussed a lot of things in my book about UFOs. Before, I just went on a website to say famous people that seen UFOs. And there was a lot of famous people. And then the two that struck me was Billy, um, who was the peanut guy, uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah. It says he saw it. And I've, I saw that before as well. And then Reagan. So Reagan was in a airplane, and he they followed – he asked them to follow the UFOs for two minutes, and then the UFO just went zip. That's how they, with their technology. 
that's how they can go from the pedes to us because they've got a different uh, technology like surfing the waves differently to us and um so yes yeah, reagan the guy in charge of the u.s and he's it's known fact that he's seen a, a ufo and yet we we dispute it and i think the reason why we dispute it is because the waters has been really muddled and i think that was done on purpose if i had to guess oh i would think so because they they want to make people people who have seen ufos they want to make them like nuts like and they want to believe they want People do not believe any of that, but it only makes sense when you start looking at it. And I'm sure you've done in your research and you might want to go through this, just how big the universe is, how many, how many galaxies there are, how, how big, how big we are. Yeah. So the Padeans, our seed father parents and the Israeli parents, mostly they are our seed parents, but their seed parents were the Akurnians. And then there's many others, but the Padeans, uh, so the, the Indian Asian population is from a different um, uh, group that you've got the, the Linians as well and others. But the Padeans is in charge of our earth and they, the, I, I just sort of focus on the five main religions. And so they, the Old Testament, obviously the Christians believe in the Old Testament. So the importance of this is that the gods are quite amazing. They're far more advanced than us. And they were the people that could help the Israelites. They could help Moses in parting the waters because they had technology that we haven't got. For them, it's easy. Um, and that's fine. But, you know, when Billy Meyer found the Talmud of Germanial, when we discussed Jesus in India, we discussed Talmud of Germanial, in a in a um, in a grave in Jerusalem in 1963. Um, after that, uh, Iranian guy translated the Talmud Tumanil, which is the New Testament, which is actually the correct New Testament. The Billy Myers people, he's got a whole organization that can show you how the New Testament was taken from Talmud Tumanil. The Israelis bombed the Iranian guy and killed him. So fortunately, since 63, I was born in that year, so I'm 58 years here. So it fortunately is 58 years ago. And our times have changed now. You talked about people, Christianity. The, the younger kids now are indigo kids, which is another discussion which we're going to come on on reincarnation, why they're called indigo kids. They're in a different vibration, higher vibration than us already. And so, you know, at that stage, the Israeli just decided get rid of that evidence, you know. And and one of the things I'm going to call on when we discuss Jesus in India is Billy Meyer now needs to release that to the world. It's already on the web, but the carbon-dated copy, so that not that we must rewrite history in a sense or have a new Old Testament or whatever, but what I think will be sufficient is to release the information and then the spirit world says religions will start relaxing. Now, when we talk about, um, it just dawned on me, there's, there's lots of things that are, that are on our earth that are really hard to explain. Uh, one of which would be the uh, pyramids in Egypt. 
um, on how they were built, and and we've tried to figure it out, and and we even by today's standards don't really have the technology to build the pyramids. Were those designed and built by by other folks other than us? Yes. So the latest, the later pyramids, I suppose, like a year, a thousand, two thousand years before Christ, they were built by the Egyptians. But the older ones, including this, the Sphinx, the one with the uh, shot off face in these days, yeah. yeah, yeah, that they were all built by the Atlanteans. So I've got a ch- chapter on the uh, Atlanteans. Um, the Atlanteans were destroyed on the 6th of June, actually my birthday. Um, I can't remember exactly. It's, it's like 9,500 years before Christ. They knew uh, the world has been des- destroyed four times by the creator um, and and Earth. It's, you know, Earth is actually a, a living being. If you look at it, it's got the vortexes, it's got the uh, magnetic fields around it, and everything works in tandem through the strings, I assume. And so the Atlanteans knew because they were very technical, they were very advanced spiritually, that they're going to be destroyed. And they built outposts around the world as as well. And just for interest's sake, um, the what they say is that the Sphinx used to have a lion head. And then one of the Egyptians cut his shape of his head onto the Sphinx. But... Um, I don't know if you know it is Edgar Casey's work. I think he's from Virginia in the, in the States. He went under hypnosis and he talked about the Hall of Records that's going to be found. And that's going to be found in our lifetimes. And under the right hand paw of the lion is the Hall of Records, which will um, prove that the Atlanteans were, were there. And I don't know the information. So, What's going to come out in our lifetime is a lot of the things we're discussing now that other people might poo-poo um, is going to start coming out. And it's actually nice to be ahead of the game in, in saying that. Um, but it's, it's, I'm not just doing it for that. It's, it's we've got to get to the world peace. Awesome. Awesome. So let me ask you, because, you know, the one thing that I cannot get my head around is humanity as we know it. The uh, goes back probably, I'm guessing uh, eight to ten thousand years before Christ. Um, the uh, uh, in the in the Old Testament, the in in Egypt, excuse me, in India with the Sanskrit and and with the the and the old old writings. But the Earth has been around for four and a half billion years. One billion years is a thousand million years. That's a long time. That's yes. so. So the creator, have they not created, and it's been destroyed? And you'd mentioned four different times. That goes back a ways, doesn't it? Yes. So I got a chapter um, that you can pick up for just three dollars fifty. You know, for, you've already got a, a free copy of that. Um, that discuss. You know, I, I take took it from books. I, I give the where it came from, will have a lot more information. But, you know, the Padaeans already came to Earth about three, 400,000 years ago. So uh, that is sort of our history 
on, on, on Earth. So you, you had the evolution going from the ape, and that's why they've never found the missing link, because there's no missing link. In fact, what happened is from the Padaeans and other races coming to uh, Earth and then leaving, they go back to their star systems, man has actually gone backwards in certain so but they but never so much to the ape or baboon or whatever chimpanzee so that's why there's no missing link but the real missing link is really the dna they're going to discover it and that will be the proof so the proof will be in our dna it's not from earth and the proof will be when governments now start coming out and confirming look like what Reagan says, like what the Pentagon says, that they are UFOs. And so that people can start clocking on, you know, what's going on in the Old Testament. So just before I forget, so if you take um, the oldest religion, uh, Hinduism, um, you know, the Hindus see the creator in everything, in the Ganges, in, uh, you know, in a, in a cow. So it's that is the string of string theory. That, that's the creator. Then uh, Buddha um, was a Hindu, as you know, and he was brought up without seeing any pain, suffering, and chaos, as the Kabbalists mentioned. And then his father brought him up without going out to visit prince outside the walls. And um, he never knew that even someone died. And then one day he went outside and saw what was really going on. And uh, that's um, when he then left and wanted to discover, you know, couldn't, I assume, understand why would the creator do this? But this is one of the most important things is that the creator gave us free will. And a lot of people say it's, it's the creator. I always like to now talk about the creator. It's the creator rather than God that... Uh, must fix things. It's not the creator that must fix things. It's um, it's us. The creator first made the angels, then us, and we in charge of the angels. And it's up to us to make the world a better place. In any case, so Buddha was the master in meditation because he could really connect to the, the creator. Um, then we discussed the Old Testament to New Testament. Um, then, and then the uh, Islam, Allah is the creator. So, so that is the difference. The difference, just to sum up again, is that the all, all religions have got the same creator, but interjected is uh, in between, between Old and New Testament is the Pledean gods. Uh, so you've still got creation because gods and Jesus, you know, Jesus in the Talmud of Germaniel says they falsifying what I said, you know, and I, I'm like the Padaeans are part of creator. They born just like us. Mm -hmm. So the, the creator is born just like us. No, no, the gods. Sorry, the, the gods. oh, the gods are God, the gods are. Yeah, the Pythians are born just like us. So, so what I'm getting from what we're what we're talking about is that that in the grand scheme of things, that there's a hell of a lot more going on than we really have any idea about. Yes, and 
uh, on your earlier question, because we only started writing things down like 3,000 years before Christ or something, say 5,000 years ago, um, a lot of the things would have been passed over from generations before. And so that's why when when Genesis starts, it talks about creation in days. It's a myth. It's, it's a story that's been passed down in generations. Right. So the in, the information we've got is not very exact because it's only it's what people would have heard from their parents and a lot of it would have been passed on as stories like we now passing on stories in songs or the folk songs in america and whatever so the detail was very sketchy where what makes the quran an amazing document is it was Angel Gabriel, so from the crater, via Prophet Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad sat in a cave, and this guy couldn't write. And suddenly he started writing. After many, many years of soul-searching, he started writing. And in Arabic, Arabic form, the Quran is the most purest document you can find. And it's actually one of the reasons for the Quran is to rectify the mistakes of the Old and New Testament. But then what happened in Islam, which is exactly the same what happened in Judaism and Christianity, as soon as Prophet Muhammad died, people took, people power came to play. So today, I don't know if you know it, you've got 163 different Muslim sects. I do not. And they all put a different spin on the Quran, but to make it even worse, they've got the uh, Muslims have got the Hadiths, H A D I T H, and it's what people wrote about Prophet Muhammad and, and Islam. Some people like two hundred years later, and a lot of Muslims now follow the Hadiths. What we need to do is go back. There's one website that translates the Quran, the Quran which is very old Arabic, into English. And one needs to look at all seven uh, translations, and you can see the difference. And um, but the Quran is is a highly scientific document. It was proclaimed like six hundred years after Christ, and they're only discovering certain things in the last hundred years or so that was said, uh, you know, a thousand five hundred years ago. It's a highly, highly scientific document, amazing document. But unfortunately, people power took hold, just like what happened in Christianity, etc. And um, yeah, well, it's it's um, it, it's interesting stuff. When you now, I know what I wanted to ask you. When when we talk about the Bible, and we talk about uh, um, the inspired Word of God. Were these folks doing automatic writing like you're doing, or was that just part of their 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 whole deal that they wanted to, to uh, um, propagate that came from from their humanity, or did it come from God, or did it come from the Creator? The, I I I'm not don't see myself as a historian or anything like that. I'm definitely not that. So I can't. I haven't. What I'm told uh, through automatic writing that about 20% of the Old Testament is incorrect, um, and 80% is correct. So that's that's great. But 
and and then reincarnation was taken out, which we can discuss in another uh, session. Um, so I haven't actually. I studied the Old Testament like nine, ten years ago, but I've actually not studied again, so I can't answer you. But um, if I talk about Moses, the the at at that period, the the five first books up to what was it Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers and Deuteronomy those five books Moses books when when Moses went up to the the laws the ten commandments those were God the Pideans so I I believe that most of the Old Testament is the Pideans God however different people would have been able to speak to the spirit world and see things in the future. Now, um, but I cannot, I, I, I'm not a, I don't know exactly who, and I haven't researched that. So when we look at um, the hierarchy of, of things, we have the creator. Now, did the creator put these players into position to be able to have uh, to populate the earth and to and to do it or is, was that just free will and uh, those folks that that happened to have the technology and wanted to come here and play around it's it's free will because other solar systems are more advanced than us and they were created at different levels so it's it's the greater all information I've got on, on that is that you've got there's seven great times. There's a chapter on it, which is fascinating reading. But you've got a period of we are now in a th this great time, what they call a great time, is a, th is a million years, and we are hundred thousand years within that period. So the fluffy matter that is the creator, which is the intelligence, expands, and eventually through evolution creates people now in other star systems they would have been created long before us and they are the Pleiadians and others that came to earth but everything is done through free will because the creator is not a is the mainframe computer the creator is not in person so so the creator doesn't really have a vested interest on what we do or don't do. It's up to us to determine what how we will choose to live and how we want to create and to make our planet better. Um and or if we choose not to and then the planet will take care of itself and we'll be gone. Um Yeah, it's an interesting question whether the creator's got a vested interest. The I would assume the creator being all the computers with the servers, the angels together, wants to make the world a better place. And and but it's up to us as individuals, hundred percent free will, to make the world a better place. And um yeah. So there. And we so we can do that. Now I want to talk to you. We've got just a few more minutes. I wanted to talk to you about your your event. How did you create this event and what is it and when is it? Um, the, when I, I decided to research the five main religions because 75% of humanity. And so in the event, I've got, 
four speakers talking about the five main religions. So it's, I see on your website, you mentioned the world one, we all one. Right. It's interesting that I came up with the world one souls. I thought that was interesting personally. Yeah. It's so, um, and we are just all together. When we go to the spirit world, all the souls together is the creator. So we, we, we are literally one souls. We are literally one. And that's what the information we've got to get out. So I researched the five religions. So the first speaker is a guy called Tarot Roy. So I met Tarot. So on my first trip to Nepal and India, I've only been twice. The, I followed the, the Buddhist trail. So I went to Nepal. At the time of Buddha, there was no such thing as Nepal or India. It was just tribes. So I went to uh, Kathmandu, Nepal. Then I traveled to Lubini, where he was born, and then to Kapilavitsku, if that's correct, where he, he was in his, where they lived in his palace. Then I went to India to uh, Bodh Gaya, where he sat under the Bodhi tree. Uh, but before that, he was in a cave not far away. Uh, trying to break through, trying to break through, through mediation. And then from there I went to Sarna, which is just northwest of Barnardis, which is Varanasi, uh, um, the most spiritual town in, uh, in India. And from there I went to, so that's where Buddha taught mainly. And then, and, and all these places are big centers. And then the last place is I went to uh, Kushiniga, where Buddha passed away. And it was a small, sleepy town compared to the others. And I was, all these places, I st stayed in Tibetan uh, monasteries. And I asked the guy in the Tibetan monastery the first night I was there, where's a good place to eat? He said, you've got to go to the Yama Cafe. And who is in charge of the Yama Cafe? So I started speaking to Tarat Roy. Now, this guy is amazing because he's a Hindu, uh, used to be in Nepal, and a Buddhist. And so he's going to speak on both, on how Hindu and Buddhist teachings can help us in world peace. Um, and what's amazing about it is I researched and researched, and the closest I could get to Buddhist teaching was a, a system called um, – I, I just got to quickly look it up um, – it's called Vipassana, Vipassana. And Vipassana is a method for about 10 days where you meditate, go off food. And that's how I see Buddha meditating. He really meditated for hours and hours under the tree. And Tarot Roy, a lot of Buddhist monks from all over the world come through Kushiniga, and they all know Tarot. Not only is he an amazing guy, so... Please come and see him the 9th of April um, in New York at the Hilton Midtown. Uh, because uh, we've got three speakers from India and two from London, including myself, we've got to get US B1 visas because it's a conference. And I can only get my, uh, uh, my interview at the US Embassy in London for September. The same with Nikki Slade, the other lady. Tarot Roy is now going in March, so we've got to get our B1 visas. Um, but I, I think at least three or five, three or four, hopefully all five will be there. There's, I've been to the US many times. I can't see myself not going. Um, and 
the I've got a a person sponsoring the event. The event costs twenty thousand dollars US dollars. So it's for forty people. So it costs five hundred dollars per person. Our tickets sell selling for fifty dollars. So it's really just to it's really for free. It's just to say to people, um, it's just to make sure people are serious. So we want forty people to the event on the 9th of April, it's a Saturday, to come and meet these amazing guys. I'm going to mention the other guys now. And to hear how, you know, to hear their hunger for world peace. These are everyday people that are hungry for world peace. The next guy is myself. I'll be taking, um, talking about Judaism, Christianity, about the truth. And, um, you know, not to try and upset people, but we have to get to the truth. Then, we're going to have two amazing guys. I met them in Srinagar, Kashmir, Muslims. Um, and uh, their names is Faros Paz and Salam uh, Ajis. And they will be speaking on, um, you can just see on, my, on the website what they say. Uh, both roads, they put the wording in. And Salam Ajis grew up in the heavily disputed area of Srinagar, Kashmir, an area that is most probably the world's foremost disputed piece of land after Israel-Palestine. They both are Muslims and are travel agents and love interacting with people from all other countries with different religions and cultures. They say we love to bring people close to each other and spread the message of peace. And then to finish the event off, we've got the, the method that I've discovered, which is the, that I enjoy, and it's the lazy man's meditation method, is called kirtan chanting. Like, um, and the lady that says herself she's the foremost kirtan chanter in the Western world is Nikki Slade. She was at Glastonbury a few years ago. I think she's the best in the world. I've heard her, her chant with other people around the world. She's going to be there. She's going to finish the event off. And um, she's going to do a few chants, and then we're going to have questions and answers. So please, Kevin, come and join us. Um, 40 people that's hungry for world peace. And this is April 9th, 2022, correct? 2022. So it's yes. about 15 months out. So you got lots of time to get your act together to get there. Yes. But if you want to make sure, like um, uni uh, universe.com, which is Ticketmaster, they will only pay me the small amount of money seven days after the event. And you can claim your money back at any time. If you want to be early, just go pay your $50, get your seat. There's only 40. And um, I'm not saying you know, have to pay, but uh, you know, it's sort of first come, first serve. But um, believe me, the event will happen. But if there's anything wrong, you'll definitely get your money back. But yes, we um, please come and join us. And it's um, all I can, you know, it's, it's the butterfly effect. It's what you're doing. It's what I'm doing. The, uh, what the um, spirit world says, I think it's only Creon says, we only need one half of a percent. So out of the 8 billion people, we need 4 million people to change the world. Because, because of string theory, the quantum world, um, is got completely different laws. So we don't have to change half of, of the 8 billion. We literally just got to change 4 million people. And um, 
you know, the work you're doing is just amazing. And we just, everyone has just got to keep on plugging away and uh, we'll get there. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I'm, you know, I'm excited about this work. I'm excited about the work that you're doing and this uh, conference that you're going to have, which is April 9th, uh, 2022. And it's, and it's called One Love or One, or One, what's it called again? Sorry, uh, uh, Kevin, you just cut out there for a second. It's uh, the uh, One Souls. Right? It's 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 the One Souls. Yeah. So the the event is the One Souls event. So the um, I, I see one can see the One Souls dot co dot co, One Souls with the S dot co, and ninth um, of April, World Peace, uh, get to the truth, and um, let's make the world a better place. Let's make all religions relax. Let's know there can only be one Creator. And, um, you know, let's just, let's just do it. Well, and, and, you know, we could get into talking and we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to let this go for today because I could talk to you for like hours. We've got three or four different topics that we need to address, including reincarnation and, and other aspects. One of, one of which is that when you start talking about the dogma of different religions about who's going to heaven, who's going to hell, um, and all of those sorts of things that, that all needs to get sorted out in order for us to understand the we are all one because if because they teach a lot of separateness that we're separate from each other and some are good some are bad some are going to heaven some are going to hell and and stuff so we can't get together to be all one if we're not going to admit that we are all one does that make sense yes so um the obviously we're going to discuss it in reincarnation but it turns out that earth is hell so we come (laughs) for life lessons i can believe that yeah yeah, you know, it's so, yes, we have to get, we, you know, the, I haven't got any information on that. I can ask the creator, but the, I know that all it's been told to me is that in the Old and New Testament, they removed reincarnation. And when we talk about reincarnation, I'll give you information again. I've given some on Talmud Germanio, but I'll say what information I've got in Old Testament. And reincarnation was removed. But um, there's a lot of other things we can discuss about reincarnation. And in time, I don't know how long it's going to take, maybe 50 years, reincarnation will be a known fact. It's not, it won't be something that people dispute anymore because but okay, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> well, and and if you go to uh, um, on my on my podcast, I have uh, something called Life Between Lives, which uh, there's a gentleman that did hypnosis work, and he talks about uh, what happens when we die and when we go to heaven and and the things that we do there, and it's it's all based on uh, hypnotherapy and stuff. That's on Mondays, or you can just go to my Independence Report and you can look at some of those, and those they're very interesting discussions as are the we're getting to we're getting more scientifically sound information about uh reincarnation where we come from um people are are talking about past lives that are now verifiable 
that these people actually did exist um, and they died the way that this person said they did. People are talking in different languages. It's it, there's a lot of a lot of information there that's that really is is true. And we'll we'll get into we'll get into reincarnation and all that next time. But I wanted to make sure that we talked about one souls and uh, to, that people uh, prepare to go to that and and uh, create a vibrational shift in the planet. And you're right; it doesn't take a, a four billion. It just takes a minute amount of people to change the vibrational structure and how we're how we're living our lives. Absolutely. And and uh, I can only thank you so much for having me on, and let you know my seven years of work that I can expose a little bit to help world peace and thank you thank you for the oh you're you're, you're you're more than welcome now now just just so that everybody is aware i get the fact that that what we've been talking about this last hour by the way we're talking with carl delu and he is an author he's written for go to his website which if you, they go to one soul.com will that will or so one soul is it one soul.com no one souls dot co dot co oh, okay so the whole thing is there okay uh yeah. so one soul's duck and then you can get more information about him i get the fact that the information that he's talking about and that we've been sharing with you is a little in today's world a little out there but i suggest that in the next 40 50 years that's going to become a lot more of a mainstream idea because it's a lot of it's going to come true um and it, 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 don't you think yeah you know the way I put it uh, is that if a guy like myself coming from Pretoria, South Africa, born in the 60s in apartheid South Africa, can get it and can can change his views about a lot of different things, then there is hope for humanity. And all I would say is don't, if someone is skeptical about this, just research it a little bit further. Yeah. And, um, you know, don't just it and you know go to netflix movies like uh one that just come out surviving death and at the end there's a lot of things in there that i don't actually like um but the last one or two of the series they show cases of reincarnation but i, I know we can get it so yes it's but it's not all i can say is it's not even trying to convince people of everything the main point is and you know I, i'm not gay but in the Bible, it says if you're gay, it's terrible. You're born gay. Right. Everyone knows that. So there are mistakes in the Old and New Testament. So the main message from this is we, we there's one creator. Don't let mistakes in Chris scriptures. And it's the same. It's not it's not just the Christians and the and the the Jews that that's at fault of this. It's also Islam because they've now 116 different Muslim sects. Don't let certain words in scriptures keep us away from world peace. And that's the main message. It's it's not even people believing in it. It is just know that you know we, there's this one Creator. And that and that's all there is and and until we as a as a human race decide that you know one thing that always um um 
and we're going to go way over time, but uh, one thing that always amazes me is that there are people that say one world government would be horrible and would be awful, but if we're all under, you know, the gospel according to Gene Roddenberry, you know who Gene Roddenberry is? What? He he uh, created the Star Trek series. Uh-huh. And in the okay. 23rd century, nobody's going to have to work anymore because everything's going to be automated so that we can follow our passion and follow it. But we're all one. We recognize that we are all one people. We are all, it doesn't matter if you're black or white or, or who you love or, or how you love or what you do, uh, as long as it's not illegal, um, that, that we're all, we're all one. We're all together. And that, that's when we, in order for us to get to where we need to go, we need to begin to understand that that's just the truth. That's not a, yeah. an opinion. That's just the truth. Absolutely. So, and we're going to get there. I, in I, our life, in our lifetime. I truly hope so, because my life, <laughs> I'm just a touch older than you. And well, maybe, maybe in uh, when we finish the other three topics, we must have a chat about my other book, The Health Spring Code. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> By the, we're talking with Carl Delu, and thank you so much for being here, sir. I appreciate you, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have you back, and we're gonna talk about the other pillars of what you're talking about, which is one is reincarnation, and there are, and one is health, and we'll save health for last, maybe. <laughs> 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 so is there anything that you'd like to uh, tell our audience at the end that uh, that you'd like them to know what do i want to know well we, we've talked about world peace we've talked about truth the truth will set us free that you you, you said um that um that the, um who's the guy that the dream speech martin luther, martin luther king, king. i also know it's obviously in the old testament Anything else? Ego. You know, the Kabbalah, Kabbalah.com is a Jewish, uh, uh, they, the Kabbalists only came out in the last 10 years or so. And they've got different Kabbalah that uh, I follow, Kabbalah.com. And it's the secrets of the Old Testament, amazing secrets. I mean, I, it blew my mind. And the Kabbalists say that um, you've got to crush your ego. And I had my ego crushed because when my property went under, my kids could see it and I lost everything. The Kabbalist actually, when you do Kabbalah 1, they let you go outside and make a fool of yourself so you can crush your ego. And one of the most important things to move on in life is not to have an ego. Because if you've got no pride, there's no anger. So a lot of people complain. They say, oh, that, this person has really upset me today. It's not that person's fault. It's your 100% fault, your free will fault. If you've got no pride, if you've got no ego, then you cannot let anyone upset you. It's like water for duck's back. So I would say crush your ego and start living. Don't worry about what people think. Start making the world a better place. One of my favorite sayings is, it's none of my business what you think of me. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I like that one. So anyway, anyway, we've been talking with Carl DeLue, and thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. And we're going to have you on again, and we're going to talk about the other things. So uh, with that, thank you ever so much for being here. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, at noon for another podcast. So I hope that you'll stay with us. And so we'll see you tomorrow, everybody.
Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other is all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.